Hey, y'all. Welcome to Wednesday night. You are live in the Corner Store, which is a podcast we do here at WGN Radio. Every now and again, we do a live version, and we like to call the live version the Mini Mart. Mini Mart is shorter, quicker, sweeter. Tonight, we're here for a long time, but we're here to 10, from 10 to 1. And I'm your host, Kevin Koval. Uh, you could follow us at corner store underscore pod on all social media platforms you can holler at me on the internets as well it's at kevin Koval. my name is c-o-v-a-l and tonight we have man we have an incredible crew we, and it doesn't really stop uh we we put out our podcast every tuesday morning and we record on wednesdays and so we're here a little late in the wgn studio doing this live version glad to be here um and tonight we have in the corner store, in the mini mart, we have a really great designer, Ellen Ma, from a crew called Leaders. We have a visual artist named Shala. We have a multimedia artist and a multi-genre artist named Lou Mermaid, uh, a really brilliant producer from the Closed Sessions Massive. Uh, his name is Boathouse. We have Michael and Musa Reams, who are two rappers that I really, really love in Chicago. And we'll end, as we, as we do most mini marts, with a cipher. And, you know, to me, the cipher is the democratic creative space that hip-hop has birthed and given to the world that is representative of the kind of democratic space I think we need to be living in. In the cypher, everyone gets their chance to spit, to speak, but then you are also in community, in, in choir, in a chorus with other people. So we'll end on the cypher tonight. But, uh, you know, we'd love to hear from you. And if you're listening, you know, please, please feel free to hit us up on social media. As I said, you know, this is a platform and a creative space for artists from all genres both in the city of chicago and beyond we just spent a, a week or so in new york when i was on book tour and max the snack tour who's uh we, you know he and i worked together uh we were out in new york and we did a bunch of live interviews with incredible new york artists from uh you know legends in in the game to uh folks on the come up and and this is a space uh for you know artists from from all over uh to to express themselves to dig into their lives and their creative practice and, and share that with you all and and for me i know that when i was a young person coming up it was very important for me to hear other artists talk about their creative process because i didn't really have a pathway i didn't have a roadmap to to art i grew up around working people and they were working at their jobs and they weren't necessarily living out a dream of being an artist and so i had to seek that inspiration elsewhere I think the thing that I, I have been realizing over this, I don't know, last bunch of years is that in Chicago, you know, we're very uh, indebted to this working class ethos, even as artists, um, all of us working artists in the city, but we're indebted to that working ethos and uh, seeing folks get up every day and go to work. I think inspires the creative community here too, because our parents did that or our moms did that. And it was an opportunity to see someone be disciplined enough to put themselves in a position to hopefully put food on the table, uh, keep the lights on if they could, although, you know, that can be a struggle itself. But to see someone go through that process and that discipline of, of getting up and going to a gig is part of what makes this city such a powerful town. And the thing that I, I worry about increasingly is our ability to preserve and keep it a city, a burg for working people. 
you know, the, the, the rents and the rates in which we are losing a working middle class populace in the city is grotesque. There was a, a poll recently just talking about the amount of middle class black folks who, who are fleeing the city because of uh, the lack of systemic support and infrastructure in not only black neighborhoods but uh but but in in the schools and in in communities around the city and it it makes me you know ask the question about well, what what kind of city do we want to live in and i just i think when i was coming up in the city and and seeing my folks and and seeing then a, a suburban diaspora that that i moved in and around the chicagoland area and the thing that i valued always about coming back and and riding the train is that i was always impressed by people the everyday person's ability to get up and do it again you know despite uh liking the gig or not and that to me is what makes the city great are the people who continue to give it their all in order to make their spot their house their bungalow their community a better and more beautiful space and and i just wonder what kind of city we'll be living in if we erase push out push away all the working folks and so you know many of you know hopefully that uh I've, i have a book a new book out in the world called everything must go the life and death of an american neighborhood which is available now it's out in the world i'm on book tour i'm running around uh the city and, and right right uh, running around the country uh, next week i'm in uh madison wisconsin for the book festival in uh, madison i love madison wisconsin i love all great midwest cities madison is beautiful right on the lake there and i've been to that book festival before and then i go to uh, providence rhode island for a reading a small independent bookstore there and then i do the boston book festival so if you know folks in the area please please put them on but uh, this book is is really about uh, the nature of the city changing And, and the thing one of the things i try to do in the book is to put on for the worker to to lament and memorialize and and also big up the people uh in wicker park in the 90s and 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 people even now that i see grinding so hard and so i want to read a poem as i've been doing at the top of the mini marts uh just i want to read a poem that is about a hero of the night uh but someone who i imagine and, and have seen just work tirelessly and almost a a magician i feel like if you see this this person or now these persons in your eve uh in any dive bar across the city uh it is that's a good sign you you will it you know that you are in the right place if you see these folks so i'm going to read this poem out of uh, my new collection of work called everything must go the life and death of an american neighborhood which is available at any uh you know online book store and also at your local independent bookstores um please please support independent bookstores um but uh this is called the tamale guy The tamale guy got hundreds in an igloo cooler, hot and dense, stuffed with queso and peppers, pork and corn, delicious and delivered to dingy bars littered across Chicago's last late night. The tamale guy is a hero of sorts, unknown to the masses, unmasked and cloaked in dimly lit dives, weaving through packed houses and some sad scatterings of last calls and flak jacket flannel, dodging flailing elbows and mixed drink condensation. The tamale guy appears from thin air, 
The dust and bustle of Western Ave. The tamale guy feeds the multitude. Hipsters and punks, artists and waitresses, after midnight Denzians who need a break and stiff drink or something to soak it all up. The tamale guy must have a family, some army who helps him wake and resuscitate for this second hustle. The tamale guy might carry mail by day or punch buttons and a clock in a factory, might live in Pilsen and wander the south branch of the river near Ashland on the weekend and watch fishermen lure smelt. The tamale guy lures the hungry, feeds the drunk for a couple of bucks, the poor after all the pores. He's there in the lonely of night, the tamale guy is there i appreciate y'all that's from everything must go the life and death of an american neighborhood uh which really is is me just trying to honor so many of the great working and hard-working folks and artists and and uh, laborers that that i knew in the 90s in this in this great and and brutal and horrible city but uh please check out the book and also we put out a t-shirt with the homies juggernaut we put out a limited edition t-shirt uh featuring the illustration of langston alston on the front of that t-shirt um so check out juggernaut always juggernaut chicago the homies yes yes we are back in the corner store live our live edition is called the mini mart my name is kevin cole i'm your host hit us up on socials at corner store underscore pod or holler at me personally at kevin koval k-v-i-n-c-o-v-a-l that's oval with the c for those playing at home we have in the building uh, in the mini mart tonight you know there's a platform for creatives from all over the city we have an incredible artist who i'm a big fan of someone who is multidisciplinary but i know her work because she is the lead creative designer for the homies leaders which is a chicago streetwear institution really the first to put so many people on game and make it viable for chicago area designers to have their own stuff in this very city ellen ma is in the corner store welcome Wow, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Yeah, no, this is awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we're, we're excited to have you. And before we go any further, you know, uh, we acquire, and by we, I mean Max, the snack tour acquires uh, various beverages and snacks out the corner store for our guests and so uh we are also sponsored by the way um by stolen spirits shout out to the homies and our spirit sponsor um and i don't know if you got a beverage uh before coming in but hope you did uh if not we also have max has acquired for you a <laughs> arizona iced tea with raspberry flavor so Whoa, yeah please feel you. free to enjoy that um in addition max has also gotten you some good fields dried fruit banana chips a whole big tub of them it looks like yeah so please feel to enjoy those as you wish uh but ellen i mean yeah you were telling me when you were coming in born and raised south side of chicago yes i was born and raised in high park i feel like i'm like a total high park girl i went to race school i went to the lab and i still live there right now it's it's home and yeah so your parents had you there Yes. Okay. So my parents are Chinese immigrants. So um, my first generation. Yes. Okay. So my dad first came here, came to Chicago first. um, And without knowing English or anything, he got a job at the University of Chicago. Wow. How did that happen? That seems like a big what, what, what did he do? So he is a microbiologist. Okay, he's not playing games. Exactly. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to know what that means, but I feel like he studies very small things. Yeah, so he's a researcher, exactly. Um, and he was able to get a job at University of Chicago. And then after working here for a year, um, he was able to bring my mom and my sister. 
and then I was born here. <laughs> wow. Okay. So how much do you know about their story, about about that process for them? I feel like their story is very um, essential to my story. The whole idea of the immigrant story, um, working really, really hard to achieve something, the American dream, um, it's it's very close to me. So I know all about their story and like their struggle. Um you know, coming here to the United States, not knowing the language, not knowing anything, basically leaving everything behind for basically to provide for your children. That's yeah, which is which is the American story, which is the Chicago story. Exactly. Um, so but but through your particular experience and lens, I mean, being Chinese American in the city then mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in the neighborhood too, yes. what, what did that mean coming up? I mean, I don't necessarily <laughs> know Hyde Park per se to have a giant Chinese American population. I might be wrong. Um, well, first, I, it is very diverse. It's a great neighborhood to grow up in. You know, it's home. Um, so to be honest, I, I want to say I'm in every situation, I'm either the only Asian person or, uh, the only female or the youngest person. So because I have all these things going against me, I use it to my advantage. It became more of a superpower for me to be different. Mm. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. And you, you are definitely, you are definitely different. You've, you've done a, a lot in a short period of time. How did you get started in, in making art? Oh, it's my whole life. Um, I started drawing when I was super little. Um, and then that transferred into painting. Um, and then in high school, I, I picked up graphic design because I was so into culture. I was so into skateboard culture and the idea of skateboard decks and the design of that. And so that's how I really got into design. And so, and then later I went to SIC, our Institute for Painting and Graphic Design. Right. And you studied there. You did your, you did your, what, BFA? There? Yes. Okay. In, in painting and design. Exactly. Uh, what, what kind of stuff were you learning there? It's a great. I was there today, by the way. I was in oh, cool. the homie uh, Krista Franklin's class, <laughs> spending some time in her. I think it's like a, a writing a seminar that she teaches, and and I used to teach at SAIC oh, as well. So cool. um, but yeah, what did you what did you get out of out of being there? Um, to be honest, I learned everything I needed to know. I feel like everything I needed to know about graphic design and the ability to change it up and make it my own style. Um, and then in terms of art and everything else, um, I was really able to explore. The good thing about SIC is that um, it, it does help you explore different, um, I guess, different art, you know? Like I was able to do sculpture or um, fashion design and everything else. So I was able to just have a wide range of curriculum. Right. And of course, especially as a young maker, it, it, you know, to experiment within so many different realms. Yeah, it's huge. Is, yeah, it's important. And also to be given the space and the freedom to do that. Uh, when I think of the student population at SAIC, I don't necessarily think of a lot of Chicago kids. Oh, I don't yeah. I don't see a lot. So you were also a kind of an anomaly there, too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I do want to tell a story. Um, I know Nico Washington was on this Yeah. Podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nico's yeah, so, terrific. Um, we were actually in the same class. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the only thing we knew about each other is that we're both from from Chicago and we just really vibe with each other. But it wasn't until like a year after we're like, wait a second, you're from Save Money? And then he's like, wait a second, you design for leaders? <laughs> so it 
the cool thing about Chicago is that it's it's a big city, but it's also really really small. Like once you start knowing people, you start to know everyone. Yeah, and the creative scene, especially. I mean, especially. I mean, you all are around the very same age, so right. it's like yeah. Once you kind of begin to you know do that kind of geographic work, be like, oh, do you know? Do you know? Exactly. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's a, <laughs> yeah. I, li- I like that about here. All right, so so you mentioned leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, first, first, tell us what what leaders is. Leaders is a Chicago streetwear brand. It it's one of the most notable notable streetwear brands in Chicago, and it also really jump started a lot of people's careers. In not only in fashion, not only fashion, but also put on for so many musicians. Exactly. Yeah. Like Chance the Rapper, for example. Yeah, and and but you know, and 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 because <laughs> le- leaders, I mean, the thing the thing that I've always loved about leaders mm-hmm. is that it was one of the first spaces that was a gear shop that operated like a community center. Oh, definitely. That's why I was such a fan of leaders in high school. Um, so you knew it so you knew it in high school because it was based yes. it started in Hyde Park. Yes, it did. All right, so give us a cuz it now cuz that shop is closed. Yes. Right? Um, so give us a sense of leaders in the day. Like what 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 drew you <laughs> to it and what was it like to be in the store at that time? Oh, yeah, definitely. So um I started out designing because of um skateboard culture and so leaders skate was in Hyde Park. And uh, do you skate, by the way? I used to. I used to. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, that's another thing about me. Um, growing up, I've always been very into, I guess, more st- stereotypically boyish hobbies like skateboarding, break dancing, graffiti. I love rap music, so everything hip hop I love. Um, so of course, were you, were you a Lupe Fiasco uh, kid? Kanye kid. Kanye kid. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. I respect Lupe. Okay, yeah. Well, I just wondered because the skateboard and the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Bet, bet, bet. Um, yeah, so um, someone took me to Leader Skate, and I'm like, wow, this is everything I love. It has, you know, skate decks, all these amazing designs, and um, just a great community place to go to. Like, anyone can just hang out there. And you didn't have to buy anything. You know, you could just have a great conversation or, or ask either the founder, Corey <laughs> Gilkey. Shout out, yeah. Shout, shout out, Corey. out, Corey Gilkey or Diego Ross. Shout out, Diego. Yeah, man. For advice. And so it was such a great place to meet people and just hang out. It's a dream for a high schooler, right? To have a cool place exactly. where there's cool stuff yeah. and you can just be there. And yes. you don't have to do anything <laughs> other than just hang out. Yes. And it's not the school. It's not your parents' crib. You know, but they've, I mean, because they, and they continue to. Because now you guys, um, maybe, you know, as we're talking, maybe if you can give out your social media. Oh, yeah. And also uh, leaders, too. Of course. Yeah. What is it, please? Oh, so um, you can find me at the LMA at Instagram, T H E E L L E N M A, and you can just find leaders at leaders1354. And now you guys have a, I mean, I think of it as the new store, but it's 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 not new at this point. I mean, on uh, on Madison, what's the address? Uh, it's 1152 West Madison. Right. It's and, been around for three years. Yeah. About, yeah. And still has, I mean, every time I go in there, it's, you know, if I feel so warm walking in. Oh, yeah. And people are just like, yo, you know, and it's just, you <laughs> always see other people that I know when I go in. Yeah, exactly. Which, which is great. So yeah, it still feels. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so. You you remembered in high 
you okay, well you know what we're gonna we're gonna when we come back from break um i want to talk about how you transition from uh you know going into the store as a kid exactly. to then being the, the a lead creative in the space so we'll talk about that when we come back uh we're gonna come back in just a few moments with uh, ellen ma from leaders welcome back to the corner store podcast Live in the Mini Mart, I'm your host, Kevin Koval. Y'all holler at us, please, on socials at cornerstore underscore pod or hit me up directly via Twitter or IG at Kevin Koval, my name. Uh, that is wild that we are going to be in the 30s this weekend. That, that's Chicago. That's Chicago oh, stuff. Yeah, that's just the, the nature of the beast. Um, and I welcome fall with open arms because hoodie season is the best season. Yes, it is. So... We are we are talking with Ellen Ma, who is uh, the creative director at Leaders. Um, you do a lot of other things. You're an art director for Clear Channel Outdoor. Mm-hmm. I, I want to talk about what that is. Um, <laughs> you also have made my niece and my nephew so happy because I was able to get some plush hip hop animals oh God, uh, that, that you made so <laughs> uh, for them. Um, t- t- uh, Tell us, tell us what those those are. They they are beautiful and cute, <laughs> hip hop inspired, or like a mashup of like you know it's like Rick Ross is a walrus. It's not that, but it's like but it's like it's kind of like a mashup of yes. of these. Yeah. What what all, and where can, can people still find those? Yes. Okay. So I created this designer plush toy brand called Hip Hop Happy Creatures, and basically what it is is each plush toy that I design is inspired by someone hip hop. And so there is Dr. Dre as a dinosaur. Um, <laughs> is, that, is that a disc? <laughs> no. It's His career. No, all right, all right. Uh, there's Biggie and there's Kanye. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And a Ka- Kanye is, is what? He's uh... he's like a blue dinosaur with the the uh, glasses. Yeah. <laughs> and then who's who's the purple uh, the purple joint? That's Biggie that's with Biggie. the crown. Yeah. So yes. I, yeah, I got the Biggie and the Kanye one for my niece and my oh, nephew. That's amazing. Um, and they love them. I mean, oh. they yeah, they still still <laughs> rock them. They're uh, eleven and seven. Um, that's amazing. They're, and they're really cute. And and so thank you for that. So yeah, yeah. So people could people could find those the the hip hop um, happy. Was, yes, it's hiphophappycreatures.com. You can buy it. It's for forty bucks. Um, yeah, so the reason why I made it is because my first, my love of hip hop, um, I wanted to combine everything I'm all about into this brand, basically. So, um, the whole idea of culture, um, linked with my Asian American roots, like with the style of everything, um, and also wanted to make something that, uh, was accessible to people, make hip hop, I guess, accessible to everyone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, to yeah, younger people. Although I had, I, I debated whether or not I was going to give it to them because they're also <laughs> so well made and cool and cute. Really, yeah. I really want to get the best materials. Um, I designed each one, so yeah. yeah no, they're they're, they're fire. <laughs> so you. so you also do, of course. You you are uh, you know one of the lead designers uh, for leaders mm-hmm. now. Um, how did you how did you transition and go from being a kid in high school right. interested in skating hanging out to then working for them and leading the aesthetic <laughs> future of, of that brand wow um, I feel like you're gonna love this origin story so yes I was a huge fan um, back in the day in high school and um, I just really wanted to get in that scene um, 
Like nobody really told me, and you know, my parents are researchers and scientists, so no one really told me how to be an artist in Chicago. So I had to do a lot of trial and error, you know, figure out what I wanted to do and also how to get a job. Um, but when Chance the Rapper released his coloring book album, I decided to do an independent project and create a physical coloring book dedicated to the album. So each page that I designed was um, based off of each song in the album. And I was also a huge fan of Chance. And I knew Leaders and Chance had some affiliation. So I was able to get these books printed out. And I took the book and I went to the store. And that's when I met Corey for the first time. So I knew Diego, but I didn't know Corey. And that's when I met him. And I walked in the store was like, Hey, my name is Ellen. Um, I'm a graphic designer, and I made these coloring books. Uh, I don't know if we could do something with it or something, but I just want to show you, and maybe something will come out of it. So he looked through the book, and he saw who I am, and was like, wow, uh, you made this? Yeah, I designed everything, you know, designed every page, front, back, everything. Um, He was like, Okay, well, first off, we can't really sell this here because of legal issues, but do you want to work here instead? This is really cool. And I'm like, you're joking. I've been wanting to work here since high school. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, this is amazing. Um, here, let me show you some of our designs, and um, I'm going to give you a test to see what you're capable of. I'm like, all right, cool, I got this. So he sent me an email with all the leaders' logos, and he basically said, yeah, just uh, come back whenever you can and um, mock up some shirts for me. So I went straight home and I designed five different looks with, I guess, like three different colorways for each one. And I came back the next day wow. and I gave it to Corey, just printed out and everything and was like, here you go. I did this for you. And he was like, whoa, that was really fast. You did that in like 24 hours. All right. Yeah, we can do something here. And that was the start of how I was able to work at Leaders. I love the entrepreneurial <laughs> hip hop hustle. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's just, you were down, you know, and down to do the work. I think, which is which is so important. So, so all right. So you got the gig. How long ago is this? This was three years ago. Okay. And, and then after that, um, Corey took this book that I made, and he actually gave it to Chance a month later. And Chance saw it and was like, wow, this is so cool. Like, I need to commission her to do something. So that's how I was able to work with Chance on his coloring book. Right. And so what was that like? That was a dream come true. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Like, just meeting him and then actually working with him. It it was basically a life changer. And then after that, like, a snowball effect happened. You know, I was able to work with Hugh Brantley. And then with leaders, um, we did huge collaborations. For example, with, you know, the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, Billionaire Boys Club, and then the Hundreds. Right. Yeah. I, I was wearing the socks yesterday. <laughs> um, that must be very exciting to not only work with artists that you admire, oh, uh, brands you admire. But then how do you how do you go back and forth to temper... Uh, but also express your own creative ideas with people that you also, you know, look up to in some instances. How how have you been, you know, able to negotiate that tension? <laughs> um, I feel like no matter what, um, I trust myself when it comes to design, and I I trust me understanding people. 
So I really, when I ever work with someone, I, I'm really trying to understand what they're about in their core. So it's really for them, but also I like to put my personal twist on it, you know, my style or something or um, something that I love. So it's just a good combination of both putting in my my soul into the work, but also what the other person really, really needs. What are some of the things that are exciting you now or inspiring you now in terms of design, the things that you find, you know, kind of, I don't know if you make a mood board or if you, or if you have like a ongoing, you know, mood board in your head or something like that. But what are, what are some of the things that you're like, yeah, I think this is, or maybe you can't even give those away, like the things that are oh, motive. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm always researching. So I'm always looking at everything. So when it comes to like, I'm always checking out sneakers and like Nike's doing really, really cool contemporary things. Um, you know, always going to the museums just looking out for everything, seeing what other brands are doing. That's also really inspiring. Um, but yeah, I just really, really look at everything. You know, like I also really admire a lot of different artists like David Cho or Takashi Murakami. So that's a huge inspiration for me. And also rappers. I'm just really deep in this hip hop scene. And so I love rappers and like what they have to say, the stories that they tell. Who are some of the folks that you rock with right now? <laughs> well, I'm always a Kanye kid. I feel like for our generation, he's our Jordan, you know? Mm. Um, of course, Chance will always be there. Kendrick, um, dumbfounded. You know, I'm yeah, trying. I love, I love him. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, he's amazing. Rich Brian. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the label that uh, he's on? Because um, it's an Asian yes, brand. Yes, 88 Rising. Right, yeah, which is very dope. Yeah, so I try to support not only like Chicago people, but also Asian Americans. Because there's so few of us in this hip-hop scene, whether it's uh, rapping or you know streetwear. I try to support as much as I can. And what are some of the other brands that you look to that are you're motivated by, that you wear, that you like? Um, I look at every Chicago brand and see what they're doing. So Juggernaut for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I homies. look at Fat Tiger. Of course. Yes. Um, and all these guys go back to leaders too. I mean, they have yeah, exactly. a real history with leaders too. Yeah, and I know you know I know all of them. Like we're really cool together. So yeah, they're just great people. I feel like in Chicago, the good thing about it is that everyone supports everyone, unlike other cities. You know, like, for example, New York or something, I feel like everything is so scattered. But in Chicago, everyone's connected with each other. Yeah, I think I really there was a moment where that really began to turn. And I felt like Chicagoans and Chicago artists specifically mm -hmm. really wanted to support the brands that were coming out of Chicago. And I think that oh, really definitely. made a difference, not only in terms of the brands, but in terms of the vibe of the city. Like people were oh, really yeah. putting on and putting each other on each other's back literally exactly. uh and it, it it's made a big big difference for this community oh yeah and complex con was here that right. was a huge statement it really showed that chicago is i guess like the city for innovation yeah indeed mm -hmm. now now so what are what are some of the things that you are working on right now um that we could see coming up and i, I want to yes. get to to talking about uh the clear channel outdoor um <laughs> and and want to know what that is but what are some of the things that you you know some drops some product what, what's what's coming up uh for you at leaders soon um 
Well, we're doing a bunch of collaborations for All Star Weekend in February. Yeah. So that is going to be huge. It's going to be a wild time oh, in yeah. Chicago. Yeah, but like like a- I was NBA saying, NBA All Star February twenty twenty. Everything yeah. is coming to Chicago. That's right. That's so it should. Yeah. yeah <laughs> facts. So that's saying something, you know. Um, yeah, we have a bunch of collaborations coming up. Um, I can't really mention it right now, but it's going to be big, and then something big during the summer. Great. Well, that's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Real quick, because we're we, uh, we're going to go to break in a bit. What is, you're the art director for Clear Channel Outdoor? What is yes. that? So I design billboards as a day job. <laughs> um, I am one of the art directors. So. Um, of the Midwest region. So we do billboards for Chicago, Milwaukee, and Minneapolis. Nice. Good. And uh, as uh, where where can people find you and your artwork? Uh, on socials or wherever else? Where, where's a good place for that? Um, you can check out my website at artofema.com. A-R-T-O-F-E-M-A.com. And my Instagram, again, it's the Elema. Um, T-H-E-E-L-E-N-M-A. Awesome. And people, of course, can go to Leaders on a regular basis, uh, give out the address again, yes. store hours, website, handle, <laughs> social, everything. Um, the webs- or the address is um, 1152 West Madison. The website is ldrs1354.com and then leaders1354 on Instagram. Well, look, I I'm so excited for all of what you have coming up and Thank you. uh you yeah, you got a great you're a good storyteller too. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, I I feel like that's what I'm about. I love telling stories uh, that's like experiences and all that stuff makes me who I am. It makes everyone who they are. Facts. Do you, your folks t- tell stories? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like they tell stories about like growing up during the Cultural Revolution in China and the immigrating here and like what that's all about. So I really take in a lot of information. That's really beautiful. Well, Ellen, thank you so much for being in the corner store. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the corner store. I am your host, Kevin Koval, in the building till 1 a.m. tonight. And please holler at us. We are here. Uh, get at us on socials. We're at corner store underscore pod. And also holler at me at Kevin Koval on IG and Twitter. Um, and, you know, engage in the conversation. We got a lot of great guests coming up. In the building now is a really interesting artist, uh, Nigerian American, Shala has graced us with his presence oh, gracing people with yeah man i think so i think so. that's I what it is and of course plus you got you know you got a, a really beautiful uh blue what do you scully beanie yeah. what do you beanie. call it what we beanie. Call it? beanie beanie scully beanie. Yeah, i don't yeah. know yeah in on the day we call beautiful head on top of a beautiful face right Let and, them know. and also like a a, a a really fly uh is it mustard yellow crew neck I'll take it. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very dope. Yes, sir. Um, out, yo, man, I welcome. Feel welcome already. I welcome to the corner. So, we also have some uh, gifts for you just out the gate. You're yeah, enjoying, yes. I hope, uh, our spirit sponsor, Stolen Spirit. Salutes to the spirit sponsor. Yes. In addition, Max's Snack Door has secured for you a few things. One is a Vita Coco pineapple coconut yes, water. Sir. That's a good one, actually. And, you know, right stay, stay hydrated. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. This and uh, activated charcoal in the morning. That's right. 
Oh, right before you go to bed. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, after that's, you take the spirit sponsor, you feel me? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah, you're putting people on game. Already. Uh, also, um, some Barnum's animal crackers. Now, animal this, crackers. Huh? Yeah, we, oh, we, can't, we can't say that, right? You can say animal, animal crackers. Yeah, yeah. Animal that's crackers. okay. Yeah, no, I, I see what you did there. Uh, this is a good source <laughs> of calcium. <laughs> Enjoy you got that late night smooth voice. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yo, that I never seen that before. The um, those canisters. Oh with yeah, a, with a nipple on top of it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not nipples. What do you call those things? That's it, a nipple, right? You know, uh, yeah. I think I think that is what it's called. You know, my niece told me that the hydro flask hydro flask is some sort of social currency in her middle school what? she's 11 years old and evidently if you have a hydro flask that signifies like you're like some sort of like baller-esque wow uh, yeah you get a hydro flask I, no, she already had one oh, she, she oh, put me on course. she put me on oh, I, she but i because she noticed she but noticed you got the one with the nipple though was she I, I don't i would not call i don't this is now making me uncomfortable because <laughs> we're talking about my niece um <laughs> oh no i'm going on that <laughs> no 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 of course not um but uh but but it was it was amazing she's like oh unc you have a hydro flask me you know me and the homies we have hydro flasks i'm like i don't know what you're talking about she's like your water bottle i'm like and it's just a water bottle fam wow. but no but it means something else in her i gotta get a hydro flask evidently yes sir but that's not why but you, it means you're already cool so that's, that's what she know. told me that's what she told yes. me and in her eyes if i'm cool in her eyes i feel like i'm doing good yes now charlotte you do a lot of things wow but uh can tell us a little um, about the, the the art that you make. I, I'm an artist. Yeah, I, it all it's all art to me, you know. But um, my main focus is I do. I'm a social impact artist, so I make art that matters, not that other people's art doesn't matter. Shots at other people. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Get them guns. <laughs> just out the gate. Yeah, 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 just exactly. out the gate. Yeah. Shots fired. Um, I just want to make sure that the creativity I put out there makes um makes a practical difference. Um, my primary medium right now is solar art. So I make solar murals and sculptures that generate electricity. Then you'll break that down because that sounds very highly technically <laughs> involved. Um, yeah, what, is, what does that mean? Um, so there's, um, I don't know if you've ever seen, there's a solar pyramid on, in Bronzeville mm -hmm. on 47th and King Drive. It, uh, it's skinned by solar panels. It has art on it. Uh, it generates electricity during the day and it illuminates and it sends electricity to the neighboring gallery at night. So not only is it pretty, right, and inspiring and all that good things, but it's practical. It generates 3,000 watts of electricity about a day. And, you know, um, my goal is to put that in a lot of underprivileged neighborhood neighborhoods. Um, essentially, we could become sovereign if we had uh, art that generated electricity and, i.e., money. Um, so not only is the neighborhood getting... Uh, some sort of revenue source, but it's looking better and inspiring people. So that's the kind of art I like to do. Um, How did you come to work even in those materials? Um, a lot of research and just messing up <laughs> and experimenting. Right. I'm always pushing the limits. I'm always bored. You know, we're artists. You're always looking like, what what can you do next? You know, how can you really impact people? So I just got sick of what I was doing. I got sick of just making art for art's sake. And I needed something that was going to take the ego out of the art. Because a lot of times we live in our egos and insecurities. And I want to do something that would serve people. My life works when I serve people, you know? It doesn't work when I'm self-serving and just thinking about myself and how pretty my work is. Well, that, that's probably... And you make beautiful work, too. I, I mean, there, there is a high aesthetic component to oh, what you do. To do. It's got to be cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because if it was just practical... If yeah, it was, right, then, then I'd be an engineer or something. Right. Shout out to the engineers who helped me make this stuff happen. <laughs> yeah. But I make it pretty. I, I think that that's why we're necessary as creatives because we translate things. You know, um, there's a lot of 
amazing tools and technology right now that just has not been translated for the normal for normal people. And I think it's our duty as creatives to translate this stuff into stuff that people can use. That's all Steve Jobs did, right? All that stuff, all the stuff we know of as an iPhone existed before. It was just ugly and unusable. He made it usable. Mm. You know, he made it cool. So as, as we're talking, where's a good place where people might be able to get the visual about some of the things that you're referencing? Oh, where, by good- com. I'm, I'm Googleable now. Hey. You could Google Shala. You can Google artists, S-H-A-L-A, and a lot of cool things will pop up. Um, I have a TED Talk. Uh, I did a Nissan commercial recently. I've done work with uh, Michelob and Isaac Bush. Uh, I've done work with ComEd. So my website is byshala.com and obviously the gram, uh, at follow Shala and Twitter at follow Shala. Nice. Okay. And, and you mentioned brands, I mean, which is an increasingly viable space for an artist to make a living in, uh, working with brands. What, what was, what is that experience like for you at when brands approach you or you pitch an idea to a brand how much do you have to compromise a vision how much <laughs> do you question. how much are you just you know like this is what i see trust me i pretty much work with the brands with that will allow me to do what i see right um it limits the amount of brands i can work with uh but there are plenty of brands out there and um I, yeah, I work with brands that get my vision. I mean, at the end of the day, my vision is to better humanity. If you don't get that, I don't need to be working with you anyway. I need to be trying to remove you, you know? Um, so luckily, I've been able to work with people that get it. And a lot of brands get it, you know? It's in vogue to make things that work for people now. We'll see how long that lasts, but let's milk it while it does, Absolutely. while it's going. You know? And, and we're, we're, we're in that evolutionary we process and we stage, are. too. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. We're going to come back. Um, in just just a few from break and I, I, I want to talk about you know how you came to the work uh, Nigerian American yep. born in Chicago born in Chicago north side all right good. uptown uh, uptown uptown town I knew you I see I saw you I knew yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, just, I just I just moved back to uptown you moved back to uptown yeah oh, wow yeah so it's different Oh my God! So I, I lived there in the late nineties. Late nineties? Yeah. Oh yeah, you know so it's, it's, it's changed. You gotta a lot. tell me about it now. Um, I just well, drive through now. Hey y'all, we're hopping back into the corner store live, aka the Mini Mart. I'm your host Kevin Koval. Please holler at us on socials uh, at underscore well, at corner store underscore pod or at Kevin Koval. We have right now in the Mini Mart, aka the corner store we have a multi-talented artist shala in the building man we were yes, yes. we were talking on on break um about being a world citizen because of 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 where you grew up in chicago tell us tell me tell, tell, expand on that a little bit yeah, tell so me we tell me what you mean about growing up uh, in uptown um wilson and broadway uh, i grew up on um i grew up on going to uh 48 48 north winthrop and then eastwood building next to the twin towers where the africans be at and south asians and so i saw everything from latinos to asians white folks of course africans blacks you know african-americans rather you know and uh i there's a big difference uh with who i am growing up in that environment and now being south and having my brethren who only grew up seeing my people you know um there's something about it man so i'm really uh thankful that i grew up Uptown, did, you know? Uptown is such an anomaly in that regard. Um, is or was? Because I heard it's all like white folks at this point. Yeah, I mean there are still pockets. I mean, and, and, okay. and it is certainly not. It is not what it was. Okay. Um, but you still, you know, there are still. It's still even be, it, it be, because Chicago is so segregated so. that 
to even see uh you know folks of who are uh, of multi multiple races getting off of the argyle stop getting off of the wilson stop is still significant because it's so bifurcated in the city bifurcated yeah just like like you know just all these divisions Mm -hmm. and but but in uptown you still get a little bit of that although you absolutely sense that the whitewash is coming um but to be protective of it but 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 coming up as a young person to be then in that cultural stew yeah it did everything for me and then coming up during hip-hop when hip-hop was actually coming up and it was actually a, a cult it's still a culture but it wasn't so pop as it is now so you could it, it was different you know there was a vibe in the air there was soul in it and it still has a semblance of it right but nowhere near like when it was like underground you know because you came up you came up rhyming you were in a crew yeah i came up in um yokel sort at the time and then quelo right um came up out of that and, and you guys you guys deal. had yeah you guys yeah. had a name you guys yeah, were we doing had, work yeah, we were doing work yeah you know and um we traveled a lot and our music reflected how we grew up because it's the three of us was from the west side and i was from the north side so it was really interesting how did y'all even our, meet we went at lane tech we met in high school you went yeah. you went you yeah, went, to we went to lane tech, oh, yeah. lane tech was that like um that connection point where everybody from the west side and the north side kind of got together at a connection in um on addison uh yeah western and addison i think it was yeah oh yeah no yeah. definitely big school it was like a college um yeah, it was it was, uh, it was a very interesting time. I'm really glad I grew up in the era I did because um, it, it made me who I am. It made me a person who wants to actually do something that's going to change the world. Well, and and you you are changing the world, which oh, is thank you, which is which is incredible. And you do a lot of things. You're the founder of the the movement Worldwide Inc. Yeah, uh, a boutique that has a social consciousness to it. Yeah, because I I figured out that. Um, I wasn't going to make any money and I wasn't going to be successful if I kept being self-centered, if I kept trying to make it, you know, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm built to, to serve. I'm built to make creative things that actually make a difference. I think we all are, but I'm going to claim mine and I've seen my life work since. So that's what my company is dedicated to coming up with creative solutions that change the world, you know, cool solutions, you know, and everything from music to animated shorts to solar art, you know, to pink houses that cure cancer. Wait, say more about that. So there's this project called Charlotte's Pink House, charlottespinkhouse.com. And um, three important women in my life got cancer all around the same time. And before that, I was kind of ignorant to cancer. I thought it was something that was away from me. And so it really touched me at that point. And um, we did a fundraiser because I started to see how much money it takes um, to deal with cancer. And uh, it's really expensive. So... um, I came up with this concept of having a venue that's a rental venue, a rental space, but all the money is donated to alternative cancer treatments that are homeopathic and not chemical or not chemo or radiation, you know? So it's sustainable because it's a business, but all the money is going to promoting alternative treatments to cancer that are not so expensive and actually cure the disease because it's curable, but people are making so much money on it that that's not necessarily public. So because I have a kind of a cool marketing background i wanted to use a pink house to promote that there are alternative cures and have some place where people can rent and just spend their money in the right place you know is this still up and running no we're still working on it the goal is next year Uh uh-huh um keep your fingers crossed i got a spot hope i close this deal i've been working on it for three years well good luck yeah no that sounds like really important work This, this this notion of social engagement not all artists are 
have have this notion when it comes to their practice yeah, yeah. who what where did you gain this infusion of art practice and and this social consciousness i invented it i i just um i realized that in order to make in order to stand out you got to do something different right so i just leaned into being me and i confronted that what's really what am i really about my parents raised me a particular way i'm a rebel but i I do have social responsibility all in my DNA, you know? So I just embraced it, and I just started to uh, uh, look toward enlightenment, really. So I read the right books, Eckhart Tolle, uh, Ryan Holiday, one of my favorites. Um, I've studied landmark education, did that, and it kind of sh- showed me my purpose, you know? So I just seek your purpose, man. You seek your purpose, like, genuinely, and it'll find you, but you have to seek it, right? You got to give it a hug, and then it'll hug you right back. That's what I do. So that's what I did, man. I found my purpose, I, but I actively went looking for it. And I realized that I had insecurities that were keeping me away from my money, keeping me away from my purpose, and keeping me away from a happy life. It's just an insecurity that I didn't matter. So when I dropped all of that uh, and focused on making sure other people matter, I got a chance to matter. And now I'm here talking to you, and you're making me feel like I super matter, right? You, no, you do. So, you super matter, and you're, uh, you're having a big impact. What are you, what are you you're, you're first generation? Yeah, Nigeria. Um, what do your folks think of the work that you do? They're fascinated by it. At first, they didn't really understand it because I'm, I'm sure. an artist. That's not, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and certainly not why they moved to this no, country so you no, could that, be an artist. That's not what they want. Right. <laughs> yeah. what, what, what do they do? The, my father is a retired doctor and my mother is a retired lab technician. Okay. So, And when did they come? Man, when, you mean to, when they what, come and had me or when they, oh, you mean came like travel? Yeah. When, when did they come to Chicago? Uh... Let me see. They came probably 73, 74. Okay. Yeah. Been here a long time. Right. I'm planning to go back, but that didn't ever, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, of course. Um, happen because um, Nigeria has its issues, you know what I'm saying? As um, does everywhere, right? But they started to understand me about 10 years ago. What, was, really, the, what was the turn? The record deal helped. I'm sure. <laughs> the record deal helped. Because money when helps. They saw a check. <laughs> yes. They were like, oh, okay, it's real. Uh, okay. Um, the fact that I never moved back to their house. Uh, the fact that I paid off my house, you know, right. little things here and there that <laughs> helped the, the narrative. You know what I mean? Indeed. Um, and now they just respect it. Like, they can drive past a big pyramid that lights up at night and say their son did that. Right. Uh, like, that's not anything they would ever imagine happened coming out of our lineage, you right. know? And give us the location of that. Because that's, I, I, want, I want you to maybe name a few of the places we can go see some of the work that you do. Oh, okay. Um, so, it's on 47th and King Drive. Uh, you can Google Shala Solar Pyramid and it'll pop up. Uh, yeah, do your Googles. And um, the other work I do is mostly gallery work. There's a touring piece that I've done now that's a solar um, phone charger. It's not in the city. It was in the city for a little bit this summer. It's now traveling across the country. Um, I also have a, a mural in Inglewood. I forget the school, though, but you may not want to go over there. That's where I started. You know what I mean? Um, but... I did a service that so that mural now lights up the area so it's safer for kids to at least walk across the neighborhood so right and and where again uh if we want to be as folks listening folks want to be in tune with what you're doing where are the best places for people to engage with you see your work but also maybe you know get you to come out to their community space and maybe you know look at oh, it oh for do sure something. shala at by com for sure um again instagram twitter uh at follow shala um, I communicate as, unless I'm in, like in a lab and I'm working really hard. But you know I have a team and I have people, so 
yeah just hit me on online and let's let's get it going i love talking to people i love inspiring people and getting people out of their own way like somebody did me um anything coming up that we can see in the near future Ooh, um can i speak on this y- you'll you'll know i'm doing something with the lincoln yards project um giving back you know, sending the electricity back, so to speak, if you know what I mean. And if mm. y'all know about the Lincoln Yards project, I'm going to be sending some of that money home, you know? Mm. Uh, I have some projects in uh, St. Louis, and I'm working on something right now in uh, Malta, which is in uh, Europe. Man, that's very exciting. Uh, thank you so much for being in the thank corner store, man. Me. I appreciate it. It's, it's good to catch up. Uh, yes, sir. Are you still rhyming? Uh, not, not so much. Okay. What uh, happened to the crew? Um, everybody split, got grown, you know right. what I mean? Um, but all of us still produce. So I think my next thing in music will be DJing and making music, that's making what, beats. That's what's up. Well, yo, uh, appreciate you, man. It's good to see you. I'm, 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 I'm excited to continue to see the impact you make in the city and beyond. Thanks for being in the corner store. I appreciate you, man. Hey, y'all, welcome back to The Corner Store, a.k.a. The Mini Mart. Uh, this is a live version of a podcast we do weekly on WGN. And you can find us uh, wherever you listen to podcasts and always on WGN.com. I'm your host, Kevin Koval, and this is a platform for creatives who are emerging and been at it, OGs, uh, and everyone in between. Uh, it's already been a great first hour and change and it does not stop we have a big lineup for the next two hours and in the corner store right now we have uh, a young woman who i'm a fan of um she is a just I, she does a lot of things i mean it, it's it's amazing uh so young and so talented a rapper a, a storyteller um working on a kid's book a dancer someone who i am inspired by lou mermaid is in the corner store welcome Hello, hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm honored to be here. I'm honestly. so I'm so glad that you're here. I'm Thank glad you. we're able to do this. Glad I'm here. At some point, Max is going to bring snacks. He's not yet brought you <laughs> snacks, but um, you are enjoying. I hope uh, the uh, our spirit sponsor, Stolen Spirits, and um, want to hop right in. Just tell us a little about about where you come from. Um, I'm from the south side of Chicago, Inglewood. Uh, I grew up in different places but that's usually where my home is i went to school there and that's pretty much about where i'm from where'd you go where'd you go to school i went to school to multiple places actually i went to school in the suburbs i went to school in the city hillcrest thorn ridge um excel that's an alternative school mm-hmm. <laughs> i went to all girls school the young chicago women so i was oh yeah I moved around sure. a lot but inglewood is my home yeah of course you know inglewood gets a uh it's changing and it also gets it a, a bad rap yeah it does and it's it's funny like a lot of times when i go out of town or whatever people be like where are you from i'm like chicago they, oh chirac i'm like no chicago right yeah 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 <laughs> yeah because you you do a good amount of traveling you've been traveling yeah um so how do you how do you respond to those to those questions i just try to make sure that people actually get the gist of and understand that chicago isn't a place where you go and you need to be uncomfortable. You go and you need to be scared because this is my home. This is where I'm from. And I go everywhere comfortably and I have fun. And unfortunately, there are some unfortunate incidents that happen. But at the end of the day, we have way more to offer and to show 
So right, and that doesn't. I mean, that happens. Stuff happens everywhere. Exactly. Right. That's exactly. I mean, and yeah, and of course, I think you know we could. I think we know some of the reasons why particular communities, yeah. particularly communities of color, particularly black communities, get the kind of rap they do sure. from white-run media spaces. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to tell this this alternative narrative, you know. Yeah. So I'm I'm proud of where I'm from. I love it. And to see the growth that we're doing, and we get better every year. Yeah. So. No, absolutely. So Max has uh, brought some snacks uh, for you in the corner store. So uh, Max always secures some stuff. Uh, tonight is no different. He got you a milk chocolate mini crispy rice bar. I don't know. It <laughs> looks interesting. I uh, hope you enjoy that. Also, um, it is, you know, it, we're pulling a late night shift and you're going to be with us for some time. So he also exactly. got you a Starbucks Frappuccino chilled coffee drink. Oh, I love Frappuccinos, actually. So feel free to Thank enjoy. Thank you so much. All right. So now it's true. You do, you're you're busy. You do a lot of things. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. It's kind of crazy. Like I've been in Chicago for quite some time. Usually, you know, people that know me, they know that I travel. So I've been here for, I would say, a couple of months consistently, and everybody's always hitting me up like, oh, when you get back in the city, let me know. And I'm like, I'm here. Right. <laughs> so, but you do, but you, um, before we, before we go on, where, where can people uh, follow you online? Um, on Instagram and Twitter, my social media is L-U-L underscore mermaid. It's like Lil Mermaid. You are hilarious on social media, by the way. You really be talking the most ish out of anyone that I yeah. I pay attention to. You you let you let mugs know what it is, right? Like you you do not hold back. Yeah, it's just, I I just try to have fun and be because everyone's always like, "Oh, you have an image," and I'm like, "No, I'm just me." <laughs> All right. Um, well, so all right. So you you do travel a lot for, for you know for dance. So so tell yeah. us how, how did you get involved in 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 dance. Oh, I'm going to tell you all a secret. You cannot tell no one. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually been dancing since I was like 16. Okay. Right. So it's like, um, but it was on and off. It wasn't consistently, but, um, I just, it was, it was, I was in a space where I was still finding myself and I, I kept running away from home. If you search my name then you'll see like, Uh, it's like whoa (laughs) right so um but that's a that's something that that was my scapegoat for me to just get money and express myself in the ways that i didn't feel like people understand and And some people still don't understand and i'm fine with that yeah because because it characterized the kind of dancing that you do i am an exotic dancer um some people exotic dancer (laughs) Um, I dance at different clubs. I've been to Miami, Houston, LA. I've been to um, New Orleans, Louisiana. I've been to most of pretty much pretty much most of the major cities in the United States, and I'm looking forward to putting my passport to use. So um. right, yeah, because you're really out here for for this work. I mean, you're getting. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're you're getting booked and have yeah. a growing following in all these places. Yeah, it's crazy. A lot of people think. I'm older than what I am. I'm only 21. I just turned 21 in July. So they're like, oh, um, and I'm like, I'm still young. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, very, very young. Um, so w- there are a lot of misunderstandings about yeah. this world, about the world of exotic dance, the, the world of yeah, exotic dancers. Like, oh, man, it's crazy. Some of the stuff that I've run into, like some of the things that people have said to me or 
just about they like oh okay well when you leave from work you go meet up with guys and stuff i'm like no i get my money and i go home (laughs) right that's a different kind of work yeah i'm like that's that's two different you don't yeah right it's right it literally is two different jobs and salutes to people who do any kind of labor exactly you know but that is a but there are there is that often misunderstanding about yeah exotic dance and then i guess the world of sex work yeah yeah seriously and it's um and it's crazy because i didn't really get into that until my cousin brought it up to me and she was like oh you're a sex worker and i didn't understand what she meant and i got really defensive i was like what are you talking about like no and she was like but you dance and i'm like i mean yeah but i'm not and she was like no that's not what sex workers are so i'm like if you guys are interested and you could look into that and understand fully what we both mean when we say that so it's interesting because um, I don't know if you've seen that movie Hustlers. I did actually, and I loved it. Okay, yeah, break break it down. I loved how it. how realistic is it for those who have not seen it? It's a uh, J Lo. Um, I mean, Cardi there's B. a big cast. Cardi B's yeah. in it. Uh, I, it's a really I, good. I, I enjoyed the film. I did too. I actually really. Um, I Cardi B is one of my inspirations just because we have the same well. A similar backgrounds and i've always um, thought of you uh since i've come to know you i've thought of you as a chicago cardi b like yeah, chicago's answer to, to cardi b yeah i get that a lot too they're like oh you rap too like you because you, you can rap and we're in, in, in the next half we're going to talk about all the other stuff you do because you but you can rap for real <laughs> like you have no you have bars like <laughs> thank you yes yeah, so and you're like, so nice and but when you rap you're not nice <laughs> like you just like you're like it's a different energy yeah it's like it's crazy because a lot of people like when i put my music on i was like yeah i, I rap too and they're like oh okay let me hear something and then they'd be like whoa like i wasn't expecting that yes and i'm like what did you expect <laughs> but it's good i love that juxtaposition yeah i yeah. love i love seeing that shock energy that that oh my god like you really i love i love that reaction it, it makes me feel a certain type of way because then i i can see that they see me in a different light so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about music but you're talking about hustlers yeah that movie is very it's very realistic and you got to understand because it's like yeah, there's some guys that'll come in the club and like I don't know if you 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 remember the part in the scene where the guy he crumpled up a dollar bill and he threw it at the girl and he was like hitting her in her head and stuff. I'm like and then on top of it, it's like it's just it's frustrating because a lot of people feel like, Oh, you're not doing anything. You're just oh, dancing is easy. Oh, all I gotta go to all I gotta do is go to the club and I'll make thousands of dollars. And like, no. It's serv- it's the service industry. Exactly. So you have to know how to deal with some people who I imagine are too inebriated. Exactly. Have a different expectation about what that engagement is. Yeah, and some 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 people that come to the club are like completely disrespectful and they have no respect for women in our profession. It's like but you have this fantasy. So it's like And then why would they come into a space? Exactly. That's yeah. what is well, is We'll we'll we'll, t- we'll talk more about that when we come back and of course we'll get into your uh, burgeoning rap career. We're back at it for another hour and a half. You are in the corner store. My name is Kevin Koval. I'm your host. And we are talking with Lou Mermaid, who is an incredible 
dancer and rapper and just a creative i mean a lot going on we, we were talking uh before we went to break about some of the nonsense you have to deal with in the industry that you're in yeah. and and i imagine then this transition from dancing to making music is is not an easy one yeah no it's not because and a lot of times me and the djs already have um they already know me from the clubs so it's like you would expect them to be like oh yeah you got a record yeah let me there is one dj that he made sure whenever even if i'm not in the club or not dj pound for pound he always and um at the club i was working at they they made sure that they play my music all the time they should play your music there i mean because it's also good it's good and it's also i would imagine good for that space exactly I the um I can't say the name of the the song that I no did. you cannot which also has a visual <laughs> out right yeah there's a visual to it it's a link in my bio and, um, and give people the bio too I say uh, or the, the the where they can find it's on it. my Instagram link is it's in the the link in my Instagram it's l u l underscore mermaid again and um yeah so it's like I did most of that video in that club so it was like. Right, a plug for the club, really. Exactly, and it's, it's I don't know. So yeah, so what, I mean, because uh, you know, we 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 are familiar a little bit about um, Cardi's rise, mm-hmm. but you know, for every Cardi of which there is only one, right? There's you know probably hundreds, maybe more people who are trying to make it. So so what are, what are some of the the roadblocks you you come up against then in the space and in the transition of of you know having a growing fan base as a dancer right but then being like y'all i also bring in this heat exact fire <laughs> right for real but um sometimes like if i do meet someone and i've met multiple people like people with actual names in this industry like plenty of people that um they see me and they're like oh, okay yeah we met you here though so this is what we want you for and it's kind of like dang like actually is literally a a-list artist who he told me he was like yeah nah i didn't call you for that like i don't he said i don't even want to hear your music i was like dang like well he's he's sleeping right yeah. and and and, and <laughs> so so let's so let's talk about music now how long how long have you been have you been rhyming uh i've really been rapping all my life but professionally i i just got in the studio about it maybe two years ago this girl um she was actually pushing me she kept telling me like yo you need to get in the studio you need to get in the studio and i was like that's not really my lane i'm like i know how but that's not something that i this it's not my lane so she was like all right fine if you don't want to do it whatever but i got this song i want you to get on she's like i'm booking a session and um yeah meet me up there and we're gonna do this song and then you don't gotta do it no more and i'm like okay so I went to the studio. We had like a two-hour gap and uh, a studio time. And I went in there and I had wrote I had wrote my I had wrote my bars the 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 night before and I wrote the chorus or whatever. And I got in the studio and I did a one take. And I swear to God, like I just rapped it and it it went instantly. And he was like, "Whoa!" He was like, "How long you been rapping?" I was like, "This is my first time in the studio ever." And he was like, "Wow." I'm like, it gave me a feeling. I'm not going to. Sure, it, it yeah. Me, it gave me chills. I was like, I could do this. Right. <laughs> 
so so since then you've started to take yourself more seriously yeah it, it, i mean even after that i was still kind of like mm, you know whatever and then my friend had end up um may rest in peace he um uh, he had end up getting murdered so but he was telling me and he was saying like i'm going to make sure you do this like i don't care what you're talking about i'm gonna push you and i was like yeah whatever and he kept calling me like did you go to the studio did you go to the studio and then after after it happened it kind of hit me i was like i gotta do it right that's why i gotta do it and so and since since that time you've put out a project yep it's um it's an ep it's four songs it's called inglewood baby it's kind of like a um it's 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 a introduction to who i am i have a couple of singles on soundcloud but that is the first project i put out and you can find it on spotify wherever you stream yeah, music. spotify apple music youtube um google play wherever so right. all you got all you gotta do is just type in my name l-u-l mermaid and even though you know it's a it's an ep it's four songs there's a lot of depth i mean you you even in those four, four songs you experience a lot of different kinds of emotions listening yeah. to that record yeah it was um it was it was it was different one of the songs my friend she had told me um she had just she was like we was just sitting down one of the songs is a remix the mozzie uh sleepwalking so she was like yo you got to do this remix and i'm like i just listened to the song i'm like mm, all right. i wrote it in like an hour and i went to the studio and i laid it down i'm like yo I, I like this. Yeah, yeah. I like I like the project. I, I I like the way you rhyme because you feel that you have a lot behind it. Yeah, I I I went through a lot, and most you know everything I rap about is true. Like it's stuff that I experienced or things that I've been exposed to, or just different experiences that I had. And it's like when I feel it and when I see it. And when I think about it, it's like other people have dealt with this. So it's like if I could give them something that they can feel and they could relate to, then I've done my job as an artist. Now, is that difficult being vulnerable in that way, both on the mic and also dancing? It's there seems it's obviously a different kind of vulnerability. Right. But you are putting yourself out there in ways that most people never do. Yeah, it's it's kind of difficult, like even with. Like, it's weird because me as a dancer, I don't like people touching me. <laughs> like, like, it's weird. Like, somebody will come up to me and grab me. I'm like, and I'll move. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. My bad. I forgot. I don't have no clothes on. <laughs> so it's like, hey, this is my job. Okay. But then it's But if like, you don't like people touching you, that is a tough. Exactly. Business. And a lot of people are like, what do you mean you don't like? I'm like, I do not like people touching me. So how do you get over that in the course of night to night? Um, I just really look at the end goal. I think about going home. I think about um, things I want to I think about my goals. That's what I think about. And I just pretty much push it to the side. Most of the time I try to start having conversations with people so it, it isn't that like Oh, I'm sitting next to a stranger. <laughs> so I try to start conversations and not give a person too much of me because they will take advantage of that, but at least to open that door. So it's like, okay, we're both comfortable and right. you're not. You're a human, they're a human. Exactly. I try to I try to let people see like this I'm not this this not all this to me. 
Right. But it is, to the, I mean, it's funny because you're breaking then that wall. And I think yeah. people have a certain fantasy or expectation when they come into a space. Yeah. And that's why it's funny because a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of guys and women, they, they tell me they're like, you're not like the rest of them. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's like, you are not like the other dancers. I'm like, yeah. I see it all the time. Like a lot of times girls would just walk up to them and just start dancing in front of their face. And they're like, you don't even... You didn't even tell them your name. Right. So it's like, I don't know. I, I, I leave communication open for people so I could kind of fill out where I need to or who I need to be for that moment. So you mentioned you, you push a lot of it aside to get through the work because you are focused on your goals. Yeah. So yeah. What, what are some of those goals? I, I, I have a children's book that I wrote and I'm waiting on... Um, I'm getting the illustration done for that, so that's something I'm really excited about. And this is a great um, book. I, I, I've, you know, I've been lucky enough to to look at the the, the manuscript and yeah. hear about the project. Thank you, thank you. And it's crazy. I was scared at first because I'm like, they're gonna be looking at me like, you dance, and I didn't even want to put it out in in my name because I didn't want parents to be like, oh, um, yeah, no, she's a dancer. I don't want my baby like exposed to that. But yet. Yeah, you help me. <laughs> yeah, well, and I also think that there's a power in that. I mean, I mean, yeah. if there's, I mean, how many dancers are there throughout the world who have kids and lives and are whole people? Exactly. So I think to also, you know, kind of do away with some of the, you know, stigmatization around right. some of these professions and, you know, you know, it's it's a complex thing. But I think that yeah. we are, you know, skittish and puritanical in ways that are unnecessary right and and it's not only a children's book it's educational they're they're learning their colors they're learning their numbers they're learning animals it's 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 it's, it's an educational book as well so it's and like, it's inspiring like that that, that kid's yeah. book it's like it's like no be you right yeah. like despite what it's happens like, to you in the world exactly. like be yourself i'm i'm, exactly. I'm super excited for all of the work that you do and will continue to do thank you um and you know you're it's it's incredible because you're young you're yeah. you're 21 and you got all this stuff behind you and, and are headed in a really great direction thank you thank you thank you so before we go to break give people a sense now could be, people could come see you dance yeah um i pretty much be at uh, my home club was boogie nights um, but I just got a new work schedule. I have an actual job, so <laughs> um, so I, I'm boogie nights, boogie nights. It's on 147th and Wood, 14701 Southwood. And uh, any shows coming up? Where? Um, yeah, actually, there's there should be a show next Thursday, I believe, at Play Club Play. That's also 100 154th and Dixie Highway. It's called Let's Play Bar and Grill on Instagram. Great. Um, and yeah, people should, you know, go online and, and stream, download the music, uh, again, to keep in tune with all of what you're doing. What's the socials? Um, my Twitter and my Instagram is both the same as L U L underscore mermaid. Um, my Facebook is kind of personal, but if that's the only thing you have, um, yeah, it's kind of personal. <laughs> all right. That's all good. Well, Lou Mermaid, thank you so much for being in the corner store. We are excited for everything you'll put into the world. And, and when, you know, one of, one of these projects come, you come and we'll do it. We'll do a longer talk in the podcast. Too. For sure. For right. sure. I'll be, I'll be excited. 
Yo, welcome back to the Corner Store. I'm your host, Kevin Koval. You are in a live version of our podcast we do every week on WGN Radio. The live version we affectionately call the Mini Mart because it's short and quick and different in some ways. Uh, tonight, we've had an incredible crew and we have about another hour and change. Uh, and we have in the Corner Store right now, one of my favorite producers in the city of Chicago, really the world, uh, producer, DJ, Closed Sessions family, um, here to talk about new projects and just music in general. We have Boathouse in the building. Welcome, man. Hello, hello. What thank, an intro, man. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I uh, Well, before we begin, man, you know, Max Snack Tour, of course, secures some uh, goodies out the corner store for our guests. And so Max has gotten you a whole can of Pringles barbecue flavored. Yes, chips this is not the shorty no 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 yeah and then also a uh, bi antioxidant infusion uh, mango drink oh need that yeah so uh, stay hydrated of course um but yeah man you 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 be making some really beautiful music thanks dude thank you yeah Yeah. i I, uh i've i've loved i've loved the solo projects you've put out yeah um i you know they i have a, a a mix that i make on spotify and it's just like kind of when i want to work but work to groove instrumentals yeah and for sure a lot of your tracks that make those um, yeah I, I guess you know uh how did you start making music well um so djing came first for me but uh i guess a little bit before that it was just kind of like i guess when you're a kid and you listen to music uh you're fir- you're first kind of like digesting your parents musical taste you know and so I was getting like a lot of hard rock and stuff around the crib. Where are you um, from? Minnesota. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. St. Louis Park, a little suburb outside of Minneapolis. Yeah. Um, of course, Minneapolis has such a great music yeah, scene. Hip hop, especially. Hip hop, especially. Yeah. Of course, you know Prince, the God. Of course, yeah. Uh, but yeah, their, their hip hop scene, their indie hip hop scene, built the Midwest and really most of independent hip hop yeah. in the '90s to now. Well, he, let's. I mean, that the Minnesota scene influenced me i think like more than any hip-hop scene you know i mean i did i did all my homework as a kid and when i got into music and and hip-hop wu-tang clan and mf doom came to me at kind of like the same time so i had classic uh i guess classic classic hip-hop and classic underground hip-hop and uh and then quickly after that it was like oh i want to get involved let me let me do some more research came up on gangstar and dj Premier. And I was like, okay, I, I think I want to look into DJing, you know. And then also, you know, Primo to name uh, name one of them. He's a producer as well. So Dude, I was like, I, I should I DJ. Mean, top start making beats. Three for me. You know? I, I would one hundred percent agree. Yeah, like yeah. you know, I mean, um, yeah. I, I bought a MPC when I was seventeen, two thousand XL, and that was that was what I thought like everyone makes beats on. I've seen like a video of kanye in the studio using one along with like he had like an asr 10 a big sampler keyboard um but i was like that's what you use like that's how you make beats and so i bought one and it was a six-month learning curve before anything got made made you know but but uh how did your folks feel about your desire to go in this direction they're they're artsy people too okay um my dad and my mom uh were both into theater so they're my dad has been in plays like all growing up he also would like make masks and stuff like that so he was into like commedia dell'arte which is like a masked form of theater yeah um and a great theater scene in minneapolis yeah too. Yeah. yeah 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 um so they were they're super into art, the arts and 
creative expression and that sort of thing. Um, but I was never into the acting stuff. I liked behind the scenes things. I would do some of the lights or the sound at some of their shows when I was a kid. So um, well, I got you in- should do film scores. You, yeah, you know, your music kind of lends itself no, to the cinematic. That's dreams for yeah, sure, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, they they co-signed the the motion of doing music like instantly. The the turntables that came my way when I was sixteen was uh, a birthday present from my parents. So. Um, I told him that's what I was into, and we went shopping, and yeah, that's beautiful. How do now? How do we get you to Chicago? Um, so I'm, I say I'm from Minneapolis. I was actually born in Chicago. Hey, so no, there we I go. See, yeah, <laughs> you know, so born in Chicago, but left when I was a baby. Came back for Columbia College. So okay. yeah, and college brought me back out here. You graduate. I did not graduate. Most of our guests do not graduate yeah. from yeah, Columbia yeah, yeah. College. Yeah, most of the homies that I know went to Columbia, same thing. So. Right. But it is a, a space to meet a lot of, yeah. of hip-hop kids. Oh, yeah. And other creatives. But For sure. For sure. I mean, co- coming out here, I think, was like... I, I mean, I was going to do music, and I loved hip-hop and, and making beats and producing. Uh, so I was going to do that regardless. But coming out here has been like... I mean, I've I've got I've earned so many things through through the hard work that came with being out here and wanting to pursue this. So, um, I mean, I I have eternal gratitude towards Chicago. Like I love I love it here. Well, and now you're you're a fixture. You're I mean, in my mind, you are uh, you know one of the resident producers at the Chicago label Close Sessions. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. You you just had a, a hand in in working with Johnny Jones, who uh, we 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 had on an yeah. episode of of the Mini Mark Corner Store. Um, but but tell us a little about this really really great project that you guys have, uh, the the One Punch EP. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, when he signed, we, I guess like, so you say, um, I like resident producer, and I, that's kind of like what I am at at CS right now too. So whenever um, someone new starts coming around that we're thinking about maybe working with, um, I'm kind of like, I guess you could like a first line of defense kind of thing. Like, come through, get in the studio with me. Let's see if we cook up. Let's vibe. Let's make something and see how how we feel. Um, and it's not to say that you know. I'm have any say in the decision, but it's just like, you know, how are you in the studio? Let's put them in with boats, see what's good. And, and, uh, and how do you like that working with new artists? In that I mean, way? it's my favorite thing. Like it, it brings, it does a lot for me personally, like, especially with, um, bringing me out of my comfort zone because I think like it, it's easy to, to be closed off, especially with something that you are like being creative about. And it's so personal. I think sometimes that it's easy to kind of close yourself off and and be like, yeah, you know, I want to just like do this for me, but you close a lot of doors for yourself. I think that way. So when a Johnny was coming around, we clicked like pretty much instantly and we just started making records and, you know, we text each other every week. Like, let's go. You want to hit the studio Thursday? Let's do it. And, um, a lot of those records a couple of the the early one punches like or early records ended up kind of like being shifted towards like he's making an album these are some records for his album but as we were creating those there would be ones where it's like this is a dope record but like it's not Doesn't the fit album the project cut, yeah you know so it's like okay the dragonfly project right? exactly yeah, yeah. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. and i mean a lot of those songs that i did on his are are from those days too so um but yeah, we we would just be in the studio and we we would put something on the computer like a an anime TV show. You know, I mean, One Punch is 
One Punch Man's anime show. That's like we would watch that a lot, and that kind of gave a little inspiration. But we would also be watching like Afro Samurai and Akira and just stuff on silent and making music to it. Um, well, because you do make a lot. You have a lot of different sounds. Yeah. And so I guess where are some of the? You're just open to what's around you, and you pull that into the music, or how do you source sound? Sure. Um, I I think like like a lot of producers, we we are kind of like sponges for that stuff. Like I have an external hard drive that has drum sounds I've been collecting since, since I was like 19 years old. So, um, and I just take it all in and just kind of keep my ears open to different sonics, like at all, all times, whether I'm out and about and I hear something being played from a loudspeaker somewhere in a coffee shop and just kind of Shazam it or something like that. But it's really, I think, you have to be selective with what you use at the same time because you don't want to get stagnant and you don't want to also be using the same sounds that everyone is using. So that collection that you end up building for yourself kind of helps determine your sound as a producer and what you like to use. And where can people be in tune with, with what you're doing, what you're making, and where can people get the music? Um, underscore Boathouse on everything, Instagram, Twitter, um, SoundCloud. I'm on there, just Boathouse, all one word. And... Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, all the good stuff. And what's that? The Szechuan joint. What's that? What's that called? Oh yeah, that's um, that was off Spicy Caliente. That's, that was the CS project. Yeah. That that is that is my jam. You're gonna come back later and jam. play and play beats for for the cipher. Welcome back to the Corner Store. I'm your host Kevin Koval. We are in a live edition for the next hour on WGN Radio. We call the live version the Mini Mart, and it does not stop. We've had a all-star lineup, and uh, this next guest is no different. Uh, just fresh off of the release of an incredible project called 20 Winners, we have the rapper Michael in the Corner Store. Welcome, fam. Thank you. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, good. And you also brought your DJ, uh, Cam Cookout, is in the building as well. Cookout Cam. Cookout Cook Cook Cam. Cam. Good to see you, man. Yep. Uh, Max Snack Tour has secured uh, some snacks for y'all. Um, feel free to share it. I mean, you know, we got some uh, Nutella on the go breadsticks. Uh, this young, right. is a young dip and then also a uh, Simply Lemonade uh, raspberry uh, wow. flavor joint and of course um, can we do it simple I hope uh, Max offer you guys some of our spirit sponsors um, Stone Spirits as well on the way in oh yeah yeah good 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 um, but fellas welcome to the corner store uh, this project is brand new in the world 20 winners it is a really terrific record man thank you thank you um, tell us a little about what people can can expect to hear off the record so it's basically five records all together about 12 minutes it's produced solely by thelonious martin um, shout out thelonious martin very yeah. talented man bro is the big homie he's like a big bro for real i text him like often and he's like always telling me like yo you're next up you're next up so it's just cool you know for somebody who is already solidified to like have faith in you and he's got that taste i mean he's yeah. that's not gas like he yeah you know he knows the business man he's worked with like some of everybody bro he's worked with most dev bro <laughs> when i'm wow. 40 i want to be well like most dev so yeah. like he's worked with who i want to be you know what i'm saying so, right that's significant yeah man asap rocky chance joey perp uh i said most Def already mac miller freddie gibbs so like 
he solidified yeah so this yeah this is a, this is a really powerful record uh we're going to listen to one of the tracks off the record and we're going to come back and and talk a little about the project and what you have coming up uh this is the track pangea anything that we should uh, particularly keep a ear out for just you know listen to the metaphors you know yeah you could write you got bars all yeah, right well we're, we're gonna hop into my quails pangea off the brand new project 20 winners Shook the world, I'm next and modest, plotting. Word around is my quill, stay in the pocket. Pay me for your thoughts, I deposit your two cents. <laughs> my circles, the meanness, your loose squares, I probably make 50 cent like queens did. And many men want to see my death. Words like a refugee, I be white cleft, check. From G spots and G strings, have the G train. Now I be my the pockets, nothing but a G thing. Ayy, don't hold your breath when the beat breaks and ask yourself why I excel now like Eve Saint. A breath of fresh air, heads in the air, ayy. As far as the throne goes, I'm the air. Inhale, I ghost now that I'm out of my shell. Evaporation, I drop heat and gas myself. Yeah, What's up? Yeah, I'm in the stand in the new thing. To see I'm snapping with a good thing. Cocaine, cocaine. Trust that we have to come for all the precaution. Tell your boy to get off me They treated it like an auction I'm thinking that's where they lost me Who's that in your atmosphere? The young Shakespeare Get around like spheres It appears me and my peers On point like spears Top tier, we don't mind round here Pick your glasses up, oh God I galloped into the battle You did not fucking sword And leave it with no battle scars Like Jesus told me, go hard Spit that he gon' make the devil jealous Put that on God, ain't no charge Pay me attention, my nigga But I'm gonna speak a pain In real life, that's on the real life With fishes hang I go against the grain like I don't anything, I put that on anything. It's the hardest since Big and Trey. Allow me to demonstrate. It's crunch time, I'm too packed, on two straps for the beef fat. Too pick on my dinner plate. Kill them all if they imitate. Play, follow the leader, they couldn't be a supreme. I stayed on point in my bitches' lace. Uh, of course, my quote, man, you're not, you're not from Chicago. Nope. I was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and when I was 16, moved to Queens, New York, and when I was 18, moved to Chicago. What brought you? Um, two things, school, and then I was also dating somebody, so the long-distance relationship wasn't working, and, like, I'm a hopeless romantic, so I tried to save my relationship, and I moved here. <laughs> How'd that work out? 
<laughs> I mean, she came to the release party. I mean, we're not dating, but like that's a long time. Yeah, that's, that's, like, that's what's my, up. Yeah. my friend for real. No, that's love. Um, so, so the record is out in the world. It's a, it's a really great project. Why, Thank why, you. why the title? So twenty winters. So like every single time, like. I think about the winter time. I'm just like, bro, like, how did I even survive this? Like, even the last winter, like, I was outside during the polar vortex. And I'm just like, bro, I feel like winter is, like, something that's, like, absolutely, like, necessary. Because, like, summertime is, like, mad fun. And, like, fall, it starts to get a bit cold. But, like, you really have to, like, buckle down and, like, persevere through winter. And I feel like it's, like, a larger metaphor for life. You know, like, um, just basically represents, like, perseverance, like, sticking to it you know like you're always gonna have highs and lows and uh yeah once you like come out you know you're like bigger better stronger all of that jazz well it's interesting because this is a project where you you sense some growth from you in a real way it also seems that this record is getting attention more more and more attention than yeah. you've gotten which is very well deserved thank you uh it's a it's a five track ep um what else is in the works so I'm working on a full length. It's kind of cool because I linked up with Thilo before I went to Jamaica in April. And he was like, yeah, so, like, what are you working on? He, like, reached out to me, and it's kind of cool because, like, a day or two before, like, uh, my manager was like, yo, we need you to, like, you know, make an EP. And they were like, are you going to be producing everything? Because I produce myself. And I was like, uh, probably. It's like, I would like to work with people, like, and he had recently started following me and like looking at my stories they were like reach out to him i'm like no i'm not doing it and then like literally two days later he was like bro i mess with you heavy like come through the studio and we're gonna like work i ended up leaving his house with like 12 beats wow. all right so yeah after that um probably come out with a few more singles just really like adamant about being consistent so people know that it's like not a not a flute like it's like happening and how is that for you as an artist to kind of meet that demand of constantly especially as a young artist you know meet that demand of constantly putting work into the world how does that match up with your artistic process so for me i literally have like a home studio in my room like i've made like a lot of sacrifices to get some really good equipment um but also i've always been like introverted so even throughout like high school I would be bringing, like, my laptop to, like, class and, like, making beats on, like, lunch. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm not outside. Like, I'm literally staying inside my house, like, making music. So, you know, I have, like, a greater social life now, but, you know, I would definitely prefer being inside and, like, working, working. So, like, every day I'm, like, working. So I've got, like, a ton of music that hasn't been, like, released yet. And it's, like, a hobby for me. So it's, like, a passion. It's also, like, therapy. So it's, like really no pressure you know what i mean if anything like this gives me like excitement seeing like people actually listening because like a lot of times i feel like you know i release something and i feel like it's like very personal and it's like very like great to me and so like you were saying now people are starting to acknowledge that also people aren't starting to acknowledge that so it's still it's like yo i still got like a lot more to prove absolutely yeah. no which is exciting and it's exciting to see project to project the evolution the growth yeah uh where can people be in tune with what you guys are doing where's the best place for this so i'm literally on every streaming service if you have title they pay the most for streams hey. <laughs> so like support me on title but yeah literally apple That's music exactly spotify um 
any social media, you can follow me at Matt Mikewell. That's M-A-D-M-Y-Q-U-A-L-E. Word. And we are going to go, we're going to go to a quick break, but you're going to come back uh, in, in, in a few minutes and have, a, we're going to have a bit of a round table about the state of music and the community in Chicago. And then, of course, we always end the Mini Mart with a cipher. You're going to come back and... Uh, Let's do it. Alright. Well, uh, fellas, thank you for being here. Welcome back to the Corner Store Live, aka the Mini Mart. It is an all-star lineup in the building tonight, and I'm excited because we have another really dope, talented young rapper from the West Side. Musa Reams is in the Corner Store fam. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, man. You already know, man. This is a long time uh, coming. Um, I, I've been a fan now for a minute. You've been putting a slew of new music Word. into the world. Musa Mondays is, yeah. is, is a thing. Uh-huh. It's a movement. It's a vibe. Uh, t- tell us a little about, about you come from the west side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. How long you been rhyming? Um, I've been rhyming for seven years now. About to be eight. I started when I was 15. Turning, I'm 22 right now. About to turn 20. 23 next year so i've been rapping for a while out west grew up in woodside too which is like the west suburbs so that's maywood broadview bellwood hillside and what what got you into the to the music um in eighth grade i had a lot of homies that was into mixtape culture so we was listening to friday night lights more about nothing then i went on an eighth grade graduation trip and i had a history teacher his name was mr connie and we were talking about three stacks uh, people like Nas. Wow. And he was like, you guys don't know who MF Doom is. <laughs> and he Did played, you? Did you? No, I had no idea. Okay. Mr. Connie put you on. Yeah, he put me on. He put all of us on. So we started uh, rapping over Special Herbs, the, the instrumental uh, Yo, volumes. Yo, wow, yeah. Yeah, just walking around the neighborhood. And I went to Pitchfork in 2012, um, and I saw people perform. I'm like, I can do this. And that's how I kind of took off. Dope. Um, you know, my faux pas in the corner store, we welcome our guests with some snacks. And so I did not do that up top. Max <laughs> Snack Tour has secured for you some you. simply and it's organic. Puff, <laughs> organic white cheddar chips. See, Kevin, yeah. Kevin knows I take care of my health. That's Shout right. out to Kevin. That's right. Of course, though, uh, he came back with the <laughs> Dean's True Moo chocolate low-fat milk. It's 1% milk. I don't know if you drink stuff like this. Me, myself, right. I am lactose intolerant. I'd, I'm also lactose intolerant because I don't tolerate Fikes. these wagon seeds. Um, nor do you, though, with just, just the bars that you have on deck. We're, we're, we're about to listen to one of your tracks. Do you, do you know what we're about to listen to? We're about to listen to Nothing New. It's the first single off of my upcoming project, To Whom It May Concern, EP. And when is when when can we expect that to drop? You can expect the EP to drop November 12th. All right, bet. Well, why don't we listen to this track, Musa Reams, to whom it may concern. Musa. One model keep my head high From the blue line to the red line It's ironic that they wonder where the bread lie Always keep some hundreds so I can never regret mine Most these be worried about the headlines I be mindful of what I already let fly I'm well connected with the plug like a best buy People always f*** when they flat line And I got people that told me never regret anything I got people out of town so I respect Many scenes collect, any means connect Plenty things I've been running for a while Who the best really be confessed It's really me and ain't nothing to reach a milestone Most of my moved out the project to a brownstone Then they spend their money and they want Nobody pal gone and ain't over to the f***ing town Thong town, thong town I'm tired of people acting like they been cool with me I ain't all of the fake I just snatch they snatch they jewelry Before I leave the house Make sure that I got the two with me Ain't nothing new to me It ain't nothing 
they snatch they jewelry Before I leave the house, make sure that I got the two with me Ain't nothing new to me, yeah, ain't nothing new to me That's a brand new track from the West Side, homie and MC, very talented rapper Musa Reams. Musa, thanks for blessing us with that track, Thank man. You. Yeah, that's that's exclusive, right? We, no, we haven't heard that in the world yet. They heard it in the world, but I do have another single coming out that came out uh, sept- that came out last month. But I got another single dropping in October, October in a couple of weeks. Where where where's the best place for people to be in tune with what you're doing? Um, I'm all over. So Spotify, Twitter, Instagram. I got a website too. You can follow me on a whole bunch of stuff. It's all up there. Now, one of the things that I've I've noticed about your career is that you've gone from just basically like having bars mm-hmm. to writing songs. Or um, that's a difficult transition to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you how do you how do you do that? Um, studying. The the one thing I always tell my homies when I'm in the studio is that I want to be uncomfortable. So being outside my comfort zone and making sure things are difficult while I'm recording is how I create songs. So um, traveling. Also, looking looking inward. I think when you look inside yourself and you understand what you want to do, you you are able to unlock certain things that you you may have never saw in a certain light when you first make records or when you first start off. And it's about it's about uh, repetition too. Just being in the studio, I record every day. Sometimes I record all day, and writing every day is something I got into. And just expanding my hori- my horizon. And I think that goes with anything. Like you have a pl- the best analogy I can say is like you have food, and it's a you can have a variety of food. You can stay at one type of food that you like and i like to have like many palettes and that's how i kind of look at music same thing with like painting and everything so yeah it's pictures so how how, how does your writing process work where at um, what time of the day how do you approach it i probably will write i write when i wake up i write when i go to bed too but um if something comes to me i won't stop in that moment sometimes i'm on the train i i like storing stuff in my head too in terms of uh making music because I think I get to it gets to marinate basically, and when you get to marinate, you kind of expand on the idea that you already have. And um, are you are you one of these cats though who like won't rhyme? I mean, won't won't write until it's worked out in your head, or will you? Nah, I I write a lot, and okay. a lot of the I'm working on a lot of different things right now. So I have collective stuff, but then I have solo stuff. So those bring completely different mooses out onto the table what's the different what's the difference and what do you mean by collective stuff uh collective coming soon you know okay all right been like working on stuff um but we like been working on things and that's i would say my music is very gritty regardless but i utilize different flows i do different things with my voices and i try to compliment when i'm in a group i try to compliment my group mates when the solo stuff is more of what's in my head what's the theme of this project or this ep or this song and how do i Make sure that I execute this idea and be as intentional as possible. So that's the one thing I focus on while doing those different things. The West Side of Chicago has a really rich history in, in hip hop music. Yes, it does. Uh, you know, Twista to Lupe, mm-hmm. uh, Saba, yourself. You you are kind of a next in this tradition. That's crazy to hear. Yeah, <laughs> right. But but that's it's yeah, facts, it's real. right? Yeah. And so how do how does how do being from the West Side influence? your pen all the syllables that you all kind of put in such a small yeah. space quick talking for sure like yeah. I just, why, why why is that i don't so- know naturally i can just flow like that and I, it's kind of weird that all of us are you can just put words together i can rap slow too but i can just kind of put words together in a certain way 
just quick on your feet. And I feel like the West Side definitely embraces that. Because growing up, seeing certain things, I had to be quick on my toes. And that translates over to music in terms of how I make music. I think being quick on my toes and being witty. Growing up, like, if you were not witty while growing up at, you would get eaten alive. Because people going, <laughs> we play the dozen, we ha- we have fun, we play games, we joke with each other. And that, that punchline writing technique just carried over into rap and me trying to be witty and just be very personal at the same time yeah and you you really hear that reflected in such a important way in your music um where can people stay in tune with what you're doing social media everything all the platforms um you can follow me on social media twitter instagram you know doordash you know uber eats (laughs) my website (laughs) m-u-s-a r m-u-s-a R-E-E-M-S That's M-U-S-A-R-E-E-M-S And yeah I'm Drip Tamalu Swank Thomas A.K.A. Fleeroy Smith We're gonna come back uh, And have a uh, cipher In just a bit Right now we're gonna go To commercial More from Musa Reams In just a moment Hey y'all Welcome back To the Corner Store Live A.K.A. The Mini Mart I'm your host, Kevin Koval, and we have a squad in the studio right now. Um, all the mics are on, more or less. Um, we have just going down the roads, y'all, so people can uh, stay in tune. You've heard from all these folks so far on the pod, but, uh, you know, who, who, do, who do we have in the building? Yo, it's your boy, Musa Reams, a.k.a. Drip Tamalu, a.k.a. Fleroy Smith, you feel me, a.k.a. Swain Thomas, a.k.a. Steez and Shuttlesworth. <laughs> <laughs> he, takes, he takes the whole show, just with the a.k.a.s. <laughs> That's what's up. I'm Mike Wub. Simply Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what it is. It's Boathouse, a.k.a. Young Considerate. You know what I'm saying? Always thinking of others. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I don't have an a.k.a., but it's Little Mermaid. (laughs) Okay, welcome. Welcome uh, back, and thanks for being a part of this this roundtable. You know, I just wanted to talk a little about, uh, just get everyone's impressions. I mean, you all occupy different spaces and also shared spaces in the Chicago music scene. But but where are some of the spots that you all go to to do your thing right now? In, YCA, in, in definitely. Why is it true? No, yeah, no, that's what's up. Yeah, YCA, Tuesday nights, of course. For sure. Vibrant, open mic spot and open to everybody. You don't have to just be young, um, although it helps. But uh, yeah, come, come through YCA on a Tuesday night. What are some of the other spaces y'all, y'all go to? Um, YCA... Um, Shout out to all the streetwear joints in Chicago, Juggernaut, um, Fat Tiger, Leaders. Yeah, definitely Juggernaut. Uh, I just went there, caught my first Juggernaut hat. So, shouts to them. They were like, man, cool. And, love, the, uh, love those folks. Yeah, yeah, Fat Tiger, for sure. I'm a huge Joe Fresh Goods fan. Facts. Soundscape Studios. Right. The headquarters for me. Yeah. Um, and Fatso's last stand right down the street. Get a good Chicago dog. Word. That's it. Yep. That's what's up. Oh, yeah. I believe on Thursdays, play, club play, that's in the suburbs. They have a, a showcase. You can come out and do your thing. Make you some exposure. Nice. Some of it's changed a lot. There was a time when I was coming up in the 90s, there was a time where every night of the week you could go to one, two, sometimes more open mics no, and, and get on. Um, and it's changed a little bit. But I, I wonder from all y'all's perspective, you know, where are we at right now in, in Chicago music? Um, you know, what, what is what does the scene feel like as, as some of the people who are creating it? I, f- I feel like personally, if it kind of feels like a changing of the guards in a way. Like, I think that there's a lot of new faces popping up that not not necessarily they haven't been around the whole time. But I think like. There's a lot of people coming up at the moment that are just now starting to get, like, 
I guess, like, their sea legs, you know? Like, getting more shine and, like, getting more comfortable with their own creative things that they do. Yeah. Um, that's what it feels like to me, I guess, as someone that's... I mean, I'm sure you guys have been around as well, yeah. but... Some of the people in the room, I feel like, are yeah. getting... Are now, it's like, it's it's Absolutely. y'all's time, you know? Because <laughs> I'm definitely fresh. Um, it's like a lot of things that I still haven't learned about hip-hop culture and sometimes i feel out of place but at the same time we all have a chance and we all have our time to educate ourselves and if there's something that really pulls you and keeps pulling you then i feel like you should follow your heart yeah i I was talking to my homies free snacks and i was telling them how um i love i love that crew by the way that's the homies yeah Yeah, that's the homies um but we were talking about how from like 2011 to 2015 it was a renaissance Mm-hmm. And I seen Saba and Chance and the Wileys and Mick Jenkins, No Name, John Doe, all at these places. And like, this is the second renaissance in Chicago and we're a part of it. And this is the second wave. This is the movement. So it's not the second wave, but it's another movement coming out of Chicago right now. And hip hop here is in a great place. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because it was, and I want to say that it was a time we were stuck in a spot where I think Juice World really broke it out and it kind of stopped the way that they saw rappers and artists from Chicago. Because at the time it was like, oh, drill music, drill music, drill music. And Juice World kind of opened up that door for us, like, no. Melodies. We, yeah, yeah, like we have more to offer than that. Like, yeah. we, we're dope too. Yeah. And even that division, which seemed. I, you know ridiculous that there was drill and there was other yeah. music and, and this is kind of like media uh you know sponsored uh, division in some ways where mm-hmm. it was like it's pitting you know what what people were referring to as drill versus what you know chance and Vic and some of the stuff that was coming out of the closed sessions camp sure. were doing even though folks lived in the same community down the block from one another yeah. but yeah i think you're right i think you know i, I think someone like toby lou has also you know done some of that bridge building yeah. between you know this more melodic movement but i think chicago's also always been uh you know the home of like melody because of the blues really and i think that's like filtered into hip-hop for so long as well it's in the air you know like it was it was bound to just like be strong enough to to kind of break out of this area of the country you know and like kind of show everyone else like what we're really doing here you know exactly Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I was younger, I was um I was doing I was modeling for this um this group called Swag the Runway, and um we had a show and they played house music, and that was one of my first times hearing house music, and I was like, whoa, yeah. it's like, yeah. hey, <laughs> <laughs> I was like I like this, so yeah, I think I mean, one of the things I love about the city is that because of house. Uh, it has had in its underground scene a desire to pull so many different kinds of people yeah. together and keep them in that same party type of atmosphere. And I think it took hip hop a little while to accept that that is the vibe of Chicago. Mm-hmm. But I think now we're we're in that moment where y'all are really building with one another in a way that my generation of Chicago hip hoppers didn't, yeah. and that's really exciting to see. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, so. So I guess, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about, because I spent a lot of my day uh, binge watching a a program on Netflix called uh, Rhythm and Flow or something like that. Um, Y'all, some of y'all have seen it or know what it's about. I know what it's about. I I haven't I haven't got a chance to sit down and. It, it's kind I of just like watch the Chicago auditions. Okay, yeah. Well, so so what what did you think? I mean, that, and that's why I went right away. I just I, I fast forwarded and made sure if that was going to be whack, I wasn't going to rock with the rest of the program. But what what did, what did you think of the Chicago episode? Um, 
I feel like it definitely showed a lot of talent that, um, like you were saying, like that isn't usually promoted. Right. Shout uh, out Independent. Yeah, right. Who's in it? Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, so they had a, a lot of dope people, some people that I knew personally. Um, I realized for that particular show, I feel like they're highlighting like your story as well as your talent. So a lot of people, you know, have like very jarring stories. And I feel like that that pretty much played into account with like them choosing the people that they chose. So I'm like definitely um, interested in seeing like what happens when they go to L.A. Because I know everybody in Chicago, it's funny because they're like, bro, you got to like, you know, stop crying and just like, you know, like do it. You know, it's nothing to it but to do it. And then you see like people in the previews like crying from different cities. So like, you know, Chicago is always like very solid. That's one thing that I respect. So that's cool. So, you know, I, I think it's a good look anytime you get national, international exposure for the city, because too often, you know, Chicago music has been plagued by not having enough infrastructure, institutional spaces, kind of like closed sessions, which is one of the exciting things about CS being here mm-hmm. and being a Chicago born bred label. Um, but but you guys all make and continue to make music in this city. So what what keep what are some of the things that keep you here as opposed to you know going to the coast like so many artists have personally I think once that happens that migration makes some of that music whack I'm not naming names <laughs> but I think like once you up, once you uproot yourself you you disconnect from you know some of the stew that makes people here so raw so what why what why why what keeps y'all here i i could say for me personally because i am a connoisseur for traveling and um it's honestly there's really no place like chicago like uh, don't get me wrong they're beautiful but this is entirely who made me who i am what what made me who i am today and um it it you have to build your foundation and a lot of people try to go and venture out and become something that they're not but at the end of the day you can't get away from it this is who we are this is where we're from it has a lot to do with how we are and our dialect and our accent whatever like is it's in us so I had to learn that recently, honestly, this year, I learned that this is my foundation and this is where I'm going to build. Bet. What about y'all? Staying in Chicago? Yeah. That's the question. Um, I would say as somebody who's not from Chicago, coming to Chicago, I really can't appreciate the people. One thing that I like recognize like early on is that people aren't easily impressed. So you really have to be good here. Um, living in New York, I love it. And like, you know, when I go back, I realize like you were talking about the infrastructure. Um, pretty much the development of the sound is literally like southern like trap for the most part in New York right now. And I feel like it, uh, it, uh, a major part of that is because. You know, you have, like, all these record labels there. Chicago, from, like, my understanding, has always been more independent, like, DIY. So it forces you to be more creative and, like, create, you know, like, dope ideas and, like, really push. Um, So that's what I appreciate about it. Yeah. And I travel often. So, like, yeah, it's no place like Chicago. So, yeah. Just to uh, agree with you on that, too. Like, being in Chicago, I never feel like I'm in a box. And that's the most important thing about being in Chicago to me and being a rapper. 
I can sing on my next record and the people are like, okay, this is a progression of Musa. It's not going to be like, oh, why is he singing? This is, isn't a certain type of music. And I feel like Chicago, because of the many lanes that we have within the city, it allows people to go and also connect with different people, but also be in their own lane. So Chicago is, is home for sure. And it definitely has taught me a lot. And there's so much culture within one city. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know we are all biased, but uh, <laughs> it really is like the illest place to be an artist. And I think my quote, one of the things that you reminded me of is like, you you cannot pass wax stuff Facts. off on Chicago mugs. Yeah. Facts. Because they would let you know. And I think that means that the art here really rises. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we're going to come back and uh, you all are down for to, to close this out with a cipher. We're gonna rock over one of Boathouse's beats. Let's go. Let's do all, right, it. all right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break and uh, come right back with a uh, mini Mark Corner Store cipher. Thanks, yo. Yes, yes. Yo, this is my favorite favorite uh, aspect of the live version, the Corner Store podcast that we do, uh, aka the Mini Mart. We end every episode with a, a cipher, and uh, we got some we got some spitters in the building. So I'm very excited to do this. I just want to remind folks that you could holler at us on socials at corner store underscore pod at kevin Koval. let us know who you want to hear in the corner store also be reminded that we drop a new episode of our podcast every tuesday on wgn radio and anywhere that you find uh podcasts you can subscribe to the corner store and please let us know who you want to hear on the corner store we are about to uh celebrate our second year anniversary of this podcast and we have a slew of interviews with some pioneers in in hip-hop arts uh coming to you from a trip we just took to new york uh but right now we're going to end out on uh, a really dope cypher i'm excited to have this particular crew in the building uh folks just want to can we go down the line again so we can uh mic check and also just get your voices and also your socials let people know where they can stay in tune with what y'all are doing it's Musa Reams. That's M U S A R E E M S on all socials. Uh, Matt Michael on all socials. M A D M Y Q U A L E. Underscore Boathouse on everything. 353. Three. No, just. Underscore Mermaid. Low Mermaid on um, Instagram and Twitter. Facts. All right, now Bowhouse, uh, you you you've queued up uh, some some choice selects yes. for folks to rhyme. What, what what are we about to hear? So um, it's a beat that I called "Lonely at the Top," and all the beat names that ever get named on my computer mean nothing. <laughs> it's all whatever pops in my head at the moment. Uh, this seemed very fitting. Uh, if you agree with it, you know, I, I hope you do. You agree that it uh, has a fitting title. If not, maybe you should uh, tweet one of us, maybe Corner Store Pod, and let them know what the beat should be called. Not, oh, right. I, I like that you're open to suggestions. I'm for, always open for suggestions. <laughs> That's what's up. Well, um, yo, DJ Cashier, put on the beat. MCs, remember, we are live on air, so please keep this ish clean. Thank you so much. Boathouse Production. Corner store, mini mart, cipher. Yeah, yeah, Musa. Yeah. My boy is not guilty, told him cop a plea Too many people wanna kick it like a soccer team I'd rather get money like Monopoly Slot machines, a couple people got turned into vegetables like broccoli Look, yeah, not sick, plot twist I know a couple people that'll run through your block quick, yeah 
That's why you looking like an easy target Squeeze the market We open shop like a Neiman Marcus Internet people on the web Just like Peter Parker Never hated everything is love Like we the Carters Fade people Cause we never needed barbers Between the margins Play the corner like it's Revis Island Talk-ish so they know it's a flex All my dogs get they checks up Like they go to the vet They go on respect When we in the room They notice the best Lil' Mog's timid It's not like they posing a threat Boy Oh that was hard. Oh my gosh. Yeah, right? <laughs> Mike Wall. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, shit. Blood, tears, and sweat. Life started applying pressure. I emerged a baguette. Treasure my thoughts. Jewels leaking up out of my chest. Stress got me losing shut eye. How these people look like the cousin of death. Sleeping. Don't call it an accident. Really been on the humble. 10,000 hours we practicing. It's me and my people. We trying to ball like formal events. When really the catch, they call it far-fetched. You surpassing them. It's yours truly. Unruly since my grew me. I spoke truthfully. And cause I'm honest, wanna John Wilkes spoof me. Linking up inside a Suvi. What's a god to a Goofy, we don't never trip. Sticking to the script like a movie. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> what you got, Marie? Oh man. Let me catch the beat. We looping this or what? See, I didn't came up from nothing. Hey, talk you got about it. it. <laughs> talk Let about him know. It. <laughs> we doing another beat or we keeping this one? You don't like this beat? I mean, yeah. I There's six of them in there, so I mean. I got one more for this one if we got it. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, all right, all right. Yeah, look, yeah, yeah. It ain't no stopping me. My boys hold a stick and focus on goals like a hockey team. Yeah, my name buzzing like a lot of bees. Keep your opinion if you never stepped inside my wallabies. I've been a fly dude, so it's only right. I book a flight, I get about the gym if the situation ain't looking right. I'm from Chicago, but shorty with me, your Brooklyn night. The success ain't authentic if they say it only took a night. Who would you call if you heard that all your cash drop when we struggle? We made sure that we had mad plots. The thing that get them in the game be they last plot. When they come to guns, y'all have trouble shooting like laptops. People don't rap no more, they just want the market brands my brothers in the streets with a drum like a marching band regarding plans we getting money when the charter lands people lying you can't tell if they marks of fans mm. yeah 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 all right we're gonna, we're gonna flip up the beat yeah we're gonna flip oh, no, the beat no no, no, no we, you, you got it you got it we're gonna we're gonna get you get you on one of yeah, these tracks another, play yeah another. okay 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 yeah it continues also, uh, yo, shout out Josh! Shout out Josh Jimenez, who's uh, said you know loves everything that's being said on on, on the pod right now. So salute, yeah. On everything, please. Matt, my quote. Do my name. Uh, We're really in here right now. What? What? <laughs> Dead dreams, my people losing they visionary. We taking too many trips to the same cemeteries. Mama losing focus, she ready to give in. Daddy ain't around, got a kids round. Strange men, dudes getting they feelings, fronting like they feelings. My brother's taking case, father figures for bad intentions. Yeah, all oh right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That versus for this beat. Yeah, for real. For real. Also, Mermaid just she it needed to be a little meaner. You That's know what, what it mean? was. Right. It needed to be a little right. meaner. I know. I know. Look, I know there are some restrictions. You can't cuss and everything. You know what I mean? I know you self editing on the fly, but that's what's up. You know, people people know you got bars. Anyone want to hop on this? Hold up. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, my brother's taking cases. Hold up. Yeah. Catch it. Catch, catch it, it. Catch it. Catch it. Catch it. Brothers taking cases for father figures. Woo. No, let them know though. Let them know. Punch in. 
My brothers take me. One more time. Really get it, we stuck in and out of systems. Foster care, county jail, why we need a census? Take account for council. Alright, 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 alright. It's really hard not to curse. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know, no, no. You know, I was editing these verses last night, just practicing. <laughs> so y'all can hear no, 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 I know, I know. We, 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 well, we put Mermaid on the spot, too. I think we let you know, like, coming to the studio, like, by the way, why don't you hop in the cipher and spit all clean verses? Oh. Um, no, salute y'all, yo. Make, make some noise for all the MCs all in right. the building, yo. Um, and both house salutes, salutes for having having a track, y'all. My pleasure. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So I, everybody, I mean, everyone's pen game is very different, but I also feel like supergroup is formed on the spot. Um, I, I wonder, like, I, I mean, you all have talked about working with different folks. What 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 is something that you look for when you look to collab with with somebody, producer, MC? What are the things as an artist that you that you're kind of looking for? I just look for good vibes and no judgment, like free space. Yeah. So we can really push each other to our limit trust is important for me i think just like trusting in uh the abilities of the other person you know i think i i'm not a i'm not a vocalist so i don't write i guess the same way that maybe musa would or mermaid would but um i think just at a, at a certain point you have to just kind of be like i'm gonna do my part to this and and kind of get out of the way and let them shine or when it's my time i'll shine that's that's one thing I, I I think I took away from like a uh, I think like Mad Lib said it once about working with Freddie Gibbs was like, what's it like working with each other? And it's like, well, I make the beats and he raps, and I, that's my favorite part about working with other people is trusting in each other's. Yeah, abilities. I agree. Um, like specifically working with Thilo, like this is somebody that like I would admire throughout like high school and like really try to recreate his beat. So you know, fast forward, it came full circle. So you know, I tell him that, and it's like he's worked with so many people so i'm like i've got to have the best verses over your beats you know what i'm saying <laughs> so yeah yeah in terms of working with people i always like to work with people get to know them personally as friends and then work from there a lot of the people i work with from producers to rappers they've been homies for a while or we just see each other's music and then go from there but yeah definitely a relationship outside of the music is important to me because I, we human at the end of the day that's yeah, that's real. And inspiration. I feel oh, like yeah. if you if you can give me ideas and you can put me in a light that I wouldn't see myself in, then we already won because a that's lot of facts. people don't like reaching and going outside the box. Yeah. So. Yeah. Can we do um before we get out of here, can we do one more round of socials and just let people know also if you got something coming up that they can anticipate? Right. It's your boy Musa Reams. Y'all, I'm gonna let y'all know this real quick. I, I got a single coming out featuring Mick Jenkins called Zombies, October Ooh. 29th. Mm. Check that out. EP, November 12th, To Whom It May Concern EP. Um, follow me, Musa Reams, M U S A R E E M S. It's your boy Drip to, you, to my Lou. It's your boy Swain Thomas. Thank you, Kevin Koval, for having me on here. You feel me? Thank you, fam. <laughs> Yo, Mad Mike Well, uh, follow me everywhere. If you haven't heard it, go peep 21 Winters. Me, myself, featuring. Thelonious Martin we got a lot more singles a lot more content coming for y'all yeah Boathouse underscore Boathouse on Twitter Instagram um, <laughs> dropping a compilation album CS Close Sessions Volume 3 close to Thanksgiving so perfect timing for the holidays um, this Little Mermaid L-U-L underscore Mermaid 
I just dropped Inglewood Baby. It's an it's an EP with four um, songs, and I'm about to drop something called Never Wanted to Be a Barbie. I'm a brat. Facts, y'all. I, I can't thank y'all enough for being in the thank building you. tonight, uh, thank you, man. folks. Thanks for spending some time with us on this Wednesday night. Follow us at Corner Store underscore Pod at Kevin Koval. We put out the podcast every Tuesday, so please stay in tune. Uh, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Thanks for all the artists who blessed us in the corner store and all y'all for being in the building tonight at WGN Radio. Uh, really, just couldn't couldn't have imagined a better squad tonight. Shout out our super producer, DJ Cashera. Big up boss man, Todd Manley. Thank you to our official corner store photog, Mercedes Zapata. Salutes to the snack door, Max. Also, please, y'all, follow our Instagram. It's corner underscore pod on IG, on Twitter. Tell us who you want to see in the corner store. And also, please consider dropping a couple of dollars into our Patreon account. It's patreon.com, corner store underscore pod. The corner store is brought to you by Stolen Spirits.